0: Larry's legacy is what we can offer our students is, is just offering this opportunity to pay attention, to see what your body can do, um, to work with failure, to work with success um, and, uh, or accomplishment or whatever you want to call it, and then just see where it takes you is having a little bit of structure in, in, a, in a world of chaos and change so that we can move with it with a little bit of grace and a little bit of humor.
1: (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Space Case, a rocket yoga podcast. I am Elsie Yogi. Month by month, case by case, we are exploring the personal histories of yogis around the world, sharing the practice created by Larry Schultz. Welcome back to our ongoing discovery of the Rocket Yoga practice, as told by those who love to share it. Each case is a completely unique expression of a practice that unites yogis around the globe. So, here's how this works, a series of questions and one special Rocket Yogi every month. Behind the handstands and hashtags, we'll seek out the origin stories, philosophies, self-practice approaches individuality and creativity, and more, while we hear how rocket yoga is embodied in one unique space case. All right, so, Samastitihi, let's take a listen to the case history of Marcelo Martinez, rocket vinyasa teacher and mentor, based out of Palm Springs, California, beginning with his Rocket Yoga origin
0: story. Well, thank you so much for the invitation, Holly. And um, my invitation, my uh, story is um, kind of in two parts, I guess, Um, definitely before Rocket, um, I started um, with Ashtanga yoga, traditional Ashtanga yoga. And it was just um, by chance, I was, you know, curious about yoga a friend of mine was like hey I found this I found that cool workout that Madonna's doing let's go check it out and it was about the time where she had come out with uh, Ray of Light Uh, and we went to class and I, I, I had never experienced anything like that before it was super challenging but in a in a kind of comforting and um relaxing way (laughs) if you can imagine that um and it, it it just seemed in in that experience that i was i was really drawn into it like no other physical modality um I had never really played sports. Um I mean I played a semester of soccer. Um I did weightlifting in high school. I ran for fun just to like lose weight as a teenager. Um but I wouldn't really call myself like athletic or into sports. And so when we went to this class, you know, it was pretty intense. I had never experienced anything like that. But like I said it was very comforting and I felt like it felt like home in a way for me. Like I had found my, my like outlet for, for stress or at that time I didn't know it was such a great outlet for stress. Um, and so yeah, the class, uh, it, was a, it was a vinyasa class. Um, and, and then I went to that studio a, a couple of more times, but like we all know yoga um, can be a, a luxury. And um, it was um, quite expensive at that time to, to take a class. You know, being in my twenties and early twenties, twenty one to be exact. And you know, it, it just really wasn't a, a a priority at the time. It was just kind of like this novice experiment that I was just toying with, and it was fun. Um, and I, from there, I would just you know drop in and out of classes every now and then and i got a book actually or actually it was called the yoga deck It was a deck of cards that i found at um, barnes and nobles just one day i was like well let me check out see what's going on with the yoga world and, and yoga books at this place one day so i found this uh the yoga deck it was by olivia miller it was a deck of cards and so from the time like i had initially taken that first class when i was 21 till about i don't know 28. Um, I just spent time with the yoga deck and and jumping in and out of classes when I could. I didn't know that there was you know a formula to sequencing or I didn't know about vinyasa or I didn't know all of these other um, aspects of the practice that I that I know now. Um, so I would just shuffle the cards like you know like a regular deck of cards and whatever posture came up I would follow the instructions on the back of the card and try to do what the illustration showed as best as I could. And then I would shuffle the card again, the, the deck of cards, whatever card came up, I would do that one in, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes to an hour of just doing that. And then um, around 28 years old, I started to really um, lose myself in a world of um, like bad behavior. <laughs> um, I, kind of grown up in like rave culture and underground parties. And um, it really enjoyed, you know, psychedelics and stimulants and all those things that come along with um, rave culture. Um, And it kind of led me um, in a really dark direction and sort of lost myself. And so I, I, you know, decided, you know, I really liked being physical. I really liked this yoga thing. So why don't I try to, try to do that again so that I can, like, lift my spirits out of this dark place that I had turned to? Um, and so I had gone to join Gold's Gym. And luckily, I had a really fabulous instructor. Her name was Christy Messer. Um, she was a physical therapy student, she was a yoga instructor, she was an Ashtanga practitioner, and the minute that I walked into her class, I immediately recognized this, this, this theme that that first class that I had attended with my friend back when I was 21, um, And so I asked her over a course of time, you know, like, what is this thing that we're doing? Like, it seems familiar, like I've done it before, but is there a name to this? Is there something that I can do to learn more about it? And so she pointed me in the direction of um, another teacher in San Antonio, Texas, where I'm from. And uh, her name was Lisa Long. She was like, if you really want to know, if you really, Christy, if you really wanted to, you know, get into this thing, uh, you got to go check out Lisa's class at the San Antonio Yoga Center. Well, the San Antonio Yoga Center was actually in Holotus, Texas, about twenty minutes outside of San Antonio. So, in itself, it was like this little pilgrimage, and if the motto for the the reasoning behind the, the, where the studio's location w- was. Um, was because if you were really serious about this yoga thing then you would go there and that would, it was one of the more um you know traditional classical serious kind of studios in san antonio and so i would venture out to this saturday morning class at 8 a.m um, um, and I, I stepped into that yoga class and not not knowing anything this is like really pre-internet and um youtube and all of that stuff where you know you could just have a wealth of information at your fingertips and figure it out you know um i just went in kind of blindly and um willingly and the class started with the opening mantra ohm and the opening mantra and to hear you know a room full of these dedicated practitioners brilliantly um, chanted Om and you know the opening mantra it was quite powerful. Um, it's like my heart kind of sank and I felt this um, rush of emotion like I had never felt and uh, it just kind of pulled me in from there. I was like magnetized towards this thing and so my first experience was a full lead primary if you can believe it I don't even know how I made it through I can't even remember but I know that I did because I kept going every Saturday morning for um, I don't even know how many years Um, and so my teacher was like you know if you like this thing what you really should try is my source style and I was like well what's my source style. like, okay, well, come to class on Sunday at 8 a.m. Oh, great. These guys love early morning practice. (laughs) So, you know, there went my Saturday nights as well um, to go to class on Sunday morning. Um, And at that time, uh, Lisa was rotating her Sunday morning Mysore with another another instructor of mine, uh, Anna Hollis. And now she owns the uh, yoga shala of San Antonio. She's now an authorized level two teacher. I think gone to India several times, and um, at that time, you know, her and Lisa were these, like one of the only powerful yoga instructors in San Antonio teaching the Ashtanga method. They were pretty novice and new to the to the to the method even then. You know, even the, even though they had been practicing for many years before me um they were still considered baby teachers i guess um so uh i just kept going to the class my source style um and then my teacher anna would have these other classes called um, ashtanga improv where we would begin the class um in the traditional ways the opening mantra salutation standing sequence and then within the st- stand- ending sequence, you know, she would vary things around. We would do the splits, we would do samakonasana, dancer's pose, and moon, and some other things just to get the hips kind of warmed up. Um, And then we would jump into like second series poses and third series poses, like all the tripod headstand variations to arm balances. Um, And so this was really like my first taste of, of what would be soon to be known as the rocket you know i didn't know that this even existed but i knew that my teacher was taught in the way that her teacher had taught ashtanga uh tim miller and so uh, through anna's teachings she you know reflected tim's teachings and you know tim was is not so strict but traditional so he had these classes improv you know to keep you motivated um because as you know the Kashtanka method can be quite um repetitive and strenuous so uh and for some people kind of boring but i really i really found this this sense of solace and comforting in in coming in knowing what was next you know um and, and, and so um, I was going to Mysore, I was going to improv classes, I was going to lead classes, I was doing self-practice on my own. So I was like, you know, really involved in, in learning, really enthusiastic in learning this method. It was, it was so powerful in, in, in prompting change at that, that I needed at that time and stability and um, structure and discipline, everything that I was lacking. Uh, So then the deep of faith and, um,
1: So, total disclosure here, I'm a major Marcelo fangirl, and we happen to share a love for the one and only material girl. You know, I'm in Madonna, and uh, life is a mystery, and everyone must stand alone, but I'll come out of the deepest shavasana with a super clear Madonna lyric in my head. So knowing that she was a part of his journey to yoga is really special to me. Oh, and another disclosure is that for the first time in space case history, we actually had a technology failure and my internet dropped out, eclipsing an additional anecdote to this topic. And I will tell you about it right after this. And we'll be right back after this quick thank you to our sponsor. The first place to let me share the Rocket 3 happy hour after returning from my initial 50-hour training with It's Yoga Cancun. Oh, the magic of those rocket trainings and intensives. Shout out to my teachers, Liliana, Lee, and Ryan for that amazing experience. The first of money. And it seems that hopefully will continue Every year, if not every uh, any time, I really have the. Uh, you know, if you have a rocket yoga intensive, you just let me know because I have a thing for for checking it out. And um, if I haven't been to yours yet, you might actually see me soon. But back to our sponsor. The practice here in Las Cruces has grown. It has grown across the borderland. Thank you to our community also in El Paso, Texas. And so I am here to tell you today about our sponsor, Indigo Yoga. Indigo Yoga is located in Los Cruces, New Mexico, and they are proud to support transformation inside and out through the power of yoga. In addition to their Rocket Yoga and Ashtanga Yoga classes, they offer donation-based beginner classes multiple times per week at two locations in the beautiful Mesilla Valley, or as Marcelo called it when he visited... Nuevo Nolliland. Through Indigo Yoga, I've been able to attend an Ashtanga Summer School featuring Hill Perez, Ahmed Jabali Nash, Marcelo Martinez, and Patrick McLeaf. They have also hosted Carson Calhoun and Kate Mosher. Shout out to all these amazing instructors as they have changed my life and our entire community. Indigo Yoga is offering an Ashtanga intensive through the month of February featuring Pat and Bear, including daily Mysore, Dharma yoga classes and more. The intensive is module one of a 200 hour training, which will conclude in summer 2020. There are many ways to participate in Indigo's amazing offerings, whether you are an instructor or you simply want to learn more about practicing yoga. Indigo also invites you to bring a friend who is to yoga so you can both get in for free for any class. For more information, schedules, and to set up your attendance at one of these super cool intensives, visit IndigoYogaLasCruces.com. In addition to Indigo Yoga, this podcast is sponsored by you your community, your online friends and family in the rocket world who enjoy hearing as much about the experiences of others with the practice as much as I do. And here's the thing. It's pretty awesome. We now have over 600 plays across eight platforms with an estimated 115 subscribers in 32 countries. So thank you, thank you, thank you to our listeners and sponsors. And if you have something you want to share on our next episode, please reach out lcyogi.com slash spacecase. And now back to Space Case. So essentially, this little anecdote that Marcelo shared, which got eclipsed by the internet dropping out on the Zoom recording, goes like this. After being led to yoga by a friend who suggested that they explore Madonna's new workout which we now know was Ashtanga yoga fresh on the heels of her album ray of light Marcello practiced on and off with his yoga deck and then all those years later when he started attending full primary in San Antonio he had asked his teacher for a resource on learning the mantras his teacher had referred him online And the first thing he found was Shanti Ashtangi, Madonna's take on the opening invocation of Ashtangi Yoga. He said he learned the words from some random article, but the tone he learned was from Madonna. And you know, pop culture aside, I think these little synchronicities in the yoga experience can really feel profound. As I felt meeting him in Las Cruces when he visited in August. I absolutely love how Marcelo brings his various training backgrounds and experiences into his facilitation of Rocket. I asked him to share more about his teacher training, and this is where it cuts in after the internet drop, so you'll hear him start to introduce um, his teacher training experience. Here's more.
0: and she told me, uh, Esther Wexler Yoga School in San Antonio, Texas. And at that time, it was one of the only teacher trainings in town, one of the most reputable teacher trainings in town. And it was a blend of um, Iyengar and Hatha and Anusara um, and very limited influence in Ashtanga. Um, nonetheless, it was still very, very um, powerful and, you know, The Iyengar method is quite different from the Ashtanga method, you know, we would be doing maybe five, six, eight poses in one class, you know, because there's all these props involved and really no um, vinyasa. Um, You had to create a little, um, a little flow that led up to the peak posture you know in the Iyengar method uh, and here i am uh, busting out with um some salutations and a, a modified standing sequence uh in very improv style to get to my peak pose which was pincha Mayurasana, and at that time it was a very difficult posture for me and still kind of is i'm still working on that one um and uh the only prop that you can really use for pincha you know, is the wall. So I was giving this, you know, pre rocket class, you know, that I, before I'd even heard of the concept. Um, And so after teacher training, um, I graduated and started teaching in the local gyms, Gold's gym. And my partner, my husband, Trent, at the time we decided that we were wanting to move to, um, florida and in moving to florida i wanted to continue my studies so i went to this studio and um there was a girl there uh teaching rocket classes and i was like rocket you know where did i i had visited puerto rico about a year six months before moving to florida and you know it was like deep in my ashtanga practice so of course i searched out like ashtanga studios like where where to go what to do and um it's yoga came up on you know came up on on the screen so i was like all right well look at the schedule and i'll see if it can make make a class happen and while we were there we ended up staying like a block away from where it's yoga, it's yoga's location in San Juan. Um, and I get to the studio, and I'm like, well, there's half primary, and then there's Rocket. I'm like, mm, I don't know where this Rocket thing is, but uh, I'll go to half primary. And the teacher for that class was uh, David Kyle, and his his half primary was given in the exact same structure as the class that lisa had um taught you know um modifying the jump backs only lifting up in the half postures lolasana and um so i was like wow there's like there's this commonality amongst all these people and like here i am all the way across the world and it's still the same like there's this thread like this must this there must be something to this it's, it's more powerful than I than I than I thought um, so and coincidentally the chick that um, checked me into that class ended up being the teacher that was giving the rocket classes in Tampa Bay Jessica Needham or Mim, she's no longer need them. Um, and so here I am landing in Tampa Bay. Here this girl landed in Tampa Bay. And I just started taking her rocket classes and um, still doing my Ashtanga practice. And in 2015, uh, there was this huge rocket training um, that was happening in Rincon. It was a 10 day intensive um you would get a hundred hours certification in in rocket and you would be rocket certified Now i go to this training in puerto rico and i end up being with like all this like badass practitioners um unknowingly um they are like the powerhouse of rocket um, I met Carson uh, there, uh, Davina there. I met um, Ambra, who's in from London. I met so many amazing rocket practitioners. So inspiring to be around a group. I met Patrick there uh, and his girlfriend Sarah. Um, It was it was quite uh, intense, um, but also so transformational. I landed my first handstand press at that training. was um, so many, so many like growing growth during that time. Uh, and I got back to Tampa and I started teaching Rocket um, and it took off and it was great. And um, that is my story with... Um, the rocket and from there I just kept it just kept going like I was like magnetized all over again like how could something even be more hard than Ashtanga but hard but soft at the same time it was so weird so comforting because it felt familiar you know all the same seat, all the same postures but restrung in a way that is free-flowing and fun and like but still having that comforting quality of like knowing what's next. Right. And then that ability to be free with the sequence and lighten it up or, you know, make it harder. So here I am pulled into this amazing practice all over again. Um, And so from there, I started to follow around Carson. I went to vacation in D.C. and visited Little River a couple of times. Um, I met Ahmed there for the first time. Walked into the – I still remember that um, meeting. He was super cool, super nice guy. You know how people in yoga studios can be a little bit um, clicky and, you know, a little off-putting to the newbies uh, in my experience. And I walk into this place, and everybody in there is so friendly ahmed walks in he's like hey man you're new and i'm like yeah and we're in class and the first time i ever dropped over from or from handstand scorpion to backband to standing up was the guidance of carson and in that little river class And in this, in that room, there was just again all this powerhouse of people, all doing like the same thing, but in their own like elegant way. And to be surrounded by that, it's it's very uplifting. Um, So followed Carson around in D.C. and in Dallas, and um, he's actually come to see me out here in the desert. So in that process, I gained another hundred hours um, in in the rocket method and um, so it's it's I really love it because it's 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 amazing thing like I said you can you can dial it up make it harder you can dial it down make it lighter there's so much room for creativity there's so much room for innovation there's so much room for varying the sequence for modifying the sequence it's it's quite perfect it's very complementary to the Ashtanga traditional sequence. Uh, it gives you an opportunity to lighten things up, like I said, and be fun and free, um, but still giving you that discipline and structure, much like the classical Ashtanga sequence. Um, so that is my story with the rocket. Um, and it's for me, it, it's been an experience in connection, really um you know i've met amazing people like you like carson like david kyle so many people that influenced my practice and um that is my origin story <laughs> i could keep going um but i don't want to bore you <laughs> oh
1: my gosh no that's amazing <laughs> that's amazing um it's so exciting to hear and i just want to let you know that i had to reconnect my internet
0: Oh, okay and it,
1: like it like i lost you for a second but i think it was only me and i think the recording is good um everything's been really stable now for the past couple minutes i feel good about that and and um good but i wanted to in case you were wondering if you heard me drop off or you saw that i dropped off and then came back on that was what was going on but yeah uh, Marcello, i, I didn't notice you're... anything okay
0: didn't really notice, but um, I heard I a beep. but I'm not, I didn't know. That was it. Was a, yeah, that was beat.
1: that. And and it's sort of like, <laughs> it's the end of Mercury retrograde. So it's a little funny that we would have a technology, <laughs> a technology thing. But um, that's why I have backup technology. So I have a backup Wi-Fi. My other one got weird. And um, But yeah, okay. Wow, <laughs> that was good. That was really, really good. So you took <laughs> us through all of the story. From just the beginning, yeah. kind of getting a taste, and then how it built into getting introduced to Ashtanga, and then really getting serious about Ashtanga, and then that really drove you to seek out more. And then in this process, you get exposed, so um, get exposed to rocket. So I mean, once you talk more about, um, so I love I love when you when you highlighted that you went down to Recon for the one hundred hour and you got got started with all these people you're like learning all this stuff and then you go back and you just start teaching and so but we all know that like how you express it and how you teach it and how you bring it to life is like so important right because i know you're very successful at generating that that environment where people feel safe here where people want to do it so i'm really curious if you would elaborate more about that transition that you made from the training and what you took from the training to the classroom, you know, to the studio space or the gym, or wherever you were taking it, how you put your individual um, take on the sharing of the practice.
0: Um, You know, okay. So uh, in, in the trainings, um, David, um, he touched on Larry, of course, obviously he had to talk about Larry and that this is the whole origin of of the practice, um, in his but mainly it was from his perspective, and what Larry shared with him, um, and what really resonates with me, out of all those stories, most of them are about him getting high in the bathroom. Um, but uh, is that you're stronger than you think? That really resonates with me. Um, someone that I wouldn't really. I mean, I guess you could say I'm, I'm, I'm strong. Uh, I've had to be, uh, and life is not easy, especially growing up, you know, um, the gay kid, the weird kid. Um, and so, you know, you've had to, you know, life, uh, you know, people aren't always nice. And so I guess you have to build a tough skin, um, to, you know, kind of maneuver through those things. And, and, um, I I feel like, the rocket just kind of gave me like an exponentially greater amount of, of strength, both physically and mentally and emotionally. And so the little quote from Larry, like stronger than you think was what really like stuck with me. Um, I, I didn't meet Larry. He's you know, unfortunately passed on. Um, but Uh, from what I've heard and and coincidentally uh, I moved out to Palm Springs in uh, 2016 and um started working out in one of the gyms here just like checking out the local yoga classes just much like I did in San Antonio and, and in Florida just you know kind of letting it be organic just kind of assimilating into the community and seeing what's out there and just figuring it out and I um going to the gym and, and my husband is like, you need to check out this guy. Like, there's like this little stretching area in the gym. It's really not that big. Um, but it, that's not the group fitness room. And there's this guy and he's doing all of these things. And and um, my husband's like, I and he, I swear to God, he's doing the rocket. I swear to God, it looks exactly like what you're doing. He's in forearm stand and then, and, and this guy is like in his sixties. <laughs> and so um i didn't know who he was at the time and so you know through that connection my husband got his number and he was like hey you should really meet my boyfriend my husband i think he's practicing the same thing as you um y'all should get together we're but we're new here and so um i hooked up with marty and we would practice together side by side in that little stretching area inside the gym and you know marty would t- you know, tell me about you know all these um, stories from um, the creation of its yoga in San Francisco, and or actually they were practicing in Larry in um in Marty's uh, apartment, moving the couch and making space for Larry to come teach classes there. Um, so that was cool. Um, and I I just I, I feel like when in my presentation, you know, cause it can be intimidating. Um, I feel like what is being put out in mainstream yoga is very, um, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's very, um, I don't know. It's not, it's not definitely not Ashtanga. It's definitely not the rocket. It's very, um, ordinary, I guess. Um and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, people are resonating, that's why there's so many different styles of yoga. So whatever sticks, whatever catches you, you go run with it, right? But what stuck with me was was the rocket. So I try to have I try to have a space that is not intimidating. Um I try to create a space that's not intimidating, but a, a space that's uh inspiring and um, uplifting because I never knew that I was capable of, you know, pressing into handstand and lifting up into forearm stand and one-legged crow and all these things. Like I never knew. Like I was just curious and like, well, let me just see if I can do this. And then, you know, if I'd fall over and all in that process, um, you just have to just get back up and try again. And so in that process, you know, kind of work with failure and um success and you know you just keep trying until until you land a certain pose and it's not even really about the pose it's about what the pose can teach you and about but you have to be present and so i try to create a space where you know it's open for people to go through their thing um and but you know, a lot of the times it's it is intimidating. It's intimidating. You walk into a class and here I am, you know, sometimes, you know, people walk into classes and they can't even do a push-up. And as you know, there's several push-ups in the rocket sequence, and then I'm gonna ask you to stand on your hands uh right out of the gate and trust your shoulders and you know, trust your wrists and trust that your mind will provide the focus and stability to do these things. And most of the times it's not and you fall and you fail and that can be intimidating for a lot of people and so i just try to remind everybody that you know, it's a process and that you just keep coming to class and knock it out and if you just stick with it that these things develop over time and you know you are stronger than you think and we come in with all these self-limiting thoughts and i think that the what the yoga practice really opens up opens you up to is is just that ability to to push through your preconceived limitations and achieve something that you maybe didn't know that you were aspiring to to land or to get but once you get it you're fulfilled by so many more emotions than just the physical posture itself Um, so I really try to create a space that's open, um, so that people can, you know, go through their process so they can change. And sometimes, you know, people fall off and it gets too hard. It's too this, it's too that it's too much, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, in the end, in my experience, they always come back, you know, (laughs) because this is what I was going to say about mainstream yoga It's very catering. It's very, um, I think people have. Um, this preconceived idea that you know yoga is meditation, and that we're just sitting there and that you know, and then when you come to class, I'm asking you to do sun salutations and jump around like a monkey and stand on your head and sound your hands and have your feet in the air and like all these crazy things, and really just shake things up and change your um your mental um outlook on life and about what you think is possible um so that is the space that i try to create and going back after puerto rico being in this like class with all these powerhouse practitioners and going back home and people are still learning you know just the fundamental things the foundational elements breathing and samastitihi and tadasana to ask a group of 30 people to stand in samasitihi it's it's a task you know (laughs) just to stand there and and be in line or discover your midline and just be still and that's in itself is is hard for i would say 95 percent of the population that comes into yoga class when you call samasitihi after each citation you're like oh let me get some water, let me move, let me wipe the sweat, let me like adjust my clothes, let me check myself out in the mirror and really I'm like no just stand and pay attention and stay in the moment. Notice when you get out of the moment and then come back and I think that's well that is a whole practice in itself just recognizing that you've come off the path and then go back on it like yoga especially ashtanga yoga and it's um demanding sequence really does um instill that sense of focus and strength like come back to your come back to your base come back to your breath come back to the practice like realign your rudder with with where you're going like come back on course um and i really like to remind people that you know this is a process and just go through it and it's going to be rough and it's going to be easy and it's going to be all of those things, but that's life. And um, the yoga practice is definitely a preparation to handle the ups and downs that life tends to throw at us, you know, when we don't really even expect it. Um, And that's why I always keep coming back. Um, because you know i try other things like i do calisthenics and weightlifting and i cross train in other ways um but nothing is fulfilling like the yoga like the rocket or um classic ashtanga and um i really try to provide a space for people that you know just let them do their thing and not try to be too strict but strict enough so that there's some structure um that always doesn't resonate with everybody and that's okay um so it's 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 always a little it's always um a slow start you know you get the rocket on the schedule and it's like a rocket what is this like and you know i'm going through that whole process in moving to california and moving to palm springs it's like The community here is older. It's very resort lifestyle. It's very relaxed. It's very, even though we're in the middle of the desert, it's very island time. (laughs) Uh, So people are late to start the day, early to end the day. Um, And so, you know, getting people to understand the philosophy of the rocket and its design and its purpose you know it it can be challenging but but you can't really force so I try to present it in a way that's accessible and that's another reason why I love the rocket so much is because it has so much space to to soften and you know, there's things you can take out. Pincha Mayarasana. You can take out that very first crow in the beginning, and then you just you know get just the baseline structure, and from there build up, um, or throw a couple of curveballs at them, and add it in there on a special day. Like you know, today's going to be about arms, so we're going to add in the crow, we're going to add in dolphin, or try to jump up into pincha, and you know, um, so. Um, I, I like the rocket for that and I recommend that everybody at least try it and I think it should be on a schedule a daily schedule of every studio across the country because I think it has so much to offer um, and uh, in in getting out here I'm just I'm still trying to get that message across um, that you know try this thing it works I wouldn't sell you anything that's broken or that doesn't work <laughs> So that's how I would introduce it, or that's how I like to introduce it to um, a new audience. I've had to do that several times now. Um, so, um, like I said, do the rocket. It's worth it.
1: Marcelo, one of the things that I really enjoyed about your teaching is that um you, you told you and I have been online friends for for a few years and sharing the rocket yes virtually. Yes, you know it's always so cool to know that virtually. Like, yeah, like Wednesday we're all doing rocket too. You know, it just feels like this like sense yeah. connected, and and I've always felt that with yeah. you. And so then when you got to come out here, I was like so excited, and you were like, "Well, just know that, that we was... haven't been able to teach." Like I haven't been able to teach the way I normally teach because I have this audience that I'm <laughs> working with that is, you know, their their different population working with different things and older. Yeah. And and then you came yeah. and then what you shared with us was um it was a full spectrum. You showed us a very classical aspect of Ashtanga. Yeah. You showed us a rocket yoga shared with, um, with that structure that you talked about. And then you also gave us a lot of like functional yes. movement and like adaptation to help us explore the, yeah. in the body. So I feel like I got to see all of that stuff that, yeah. that you teach and, and it was really, really cool. But I really, especially like what you said just a few minutes ago about the practice allowing us to work with failure and it being such a good yeah. preparation for life, and um, yeah, so that was really that was really nice. And it, it was great to hear you talk about how you used all those different aspects to share with these different groups that you've taught. And um, yeah, you're quite skilled because you you, you <laughs> switched into the mode with us, and you were like, and take it into this pose, and then take it into this pose, and then take it into this pose. Like I feel like you, you know, could, I gears that was cool
0: i really I really had to level up when I met you guys i i i we, you know we met each other <laughs> we met each other virtually, and that there's that other thing about you know connection and you know, when social media like when instagram was i guess i mean I'm so bad i can't remember things but you know it must have been a while holly that we've we've been virtual friends mm-hmm. um and you know and, and and then same thing with Carson like one of my students, and that's the one, that's the beautiful thing about the platform of yoga and, and group classes, um, is that sense of community and connection, you know, because my students are my teachers, and they come to me, and they're like, teach me yoga, but I'm like, I'm standing in front of them, and I'm like, you teach me yoga, because <laughs> I, uh, this, you know, most of the time, I have an idea about what to do or what to say and then it has to change in the moment because it has to adapt to the group that's in front of me at that time um so i yeah um one of my students was like i I think you would really like this guy he's doing all those things i think he's an ashtanga practitioner you should check him out and it was carson and then you know, um, through through David, through through uh, you know b- being one of its, uh, David's students, uh, and then I actually met Aunt Amber Jean down in Puerto Rico. I'm telling you that 2015 training was like a powerhouse of people. Um, so that sense of connection that th- that the rocket and the shodanga brings is 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 quite magical, um, and. I just want to say thank you for inviting me to New Mexico um, and, and me just going into that blindly, like I didn't know what you guys were capable of, and when I get there, you guys are capable of so much so
1: Wow That's, thank, you. Yeah, thank no, you Thank you for being
0: so great. <laughs> oh <laughs> thank come you for on making, no. for, for putting me to the work for putting, for putting me to work and having me you know share these things wow. that kind of were dormant for a little while, moving here in, to the desert um,
1: it was fun, Marcelo, and you coined the term "Nuevo Noll- Nolliland." <laughs> so, "Nuevo Nolliland" is a thing <laughs> because of you. That was pretty cute, and, <laughs> and yeah, no, it's been amazing to to have the chance to work with you, and and I think you share the practice so lovely, and I value all of your experience. Thank Would you, you say a little bit more too about? Because I, I, I know you've done additional training on Ashtanga. I think it would be helpful for people to hear a little yes. bit more how you did Ashtanga. And then now when you think of it in a best best case scenario and you're teaching a rocket class, how you think about using Ashtanga and rocket together um, for the best well, possible outcome kind of thing?
0: I think, you know, because a lot of people come to the rocket and that that's their first experience. It, in ashtanga vinyasa is the rocket. And I think for the rocket to work at its full capacity, you have to have a pretty deep understanding of of the traditional classical ashtanga um, method. I think that the sutras, I think that dissecting the opening mantra and the closing mantra and um, the shanti mantras. And I think, you know all of the all of those traditional aspects i think you should really have even just like um an overall understanding just a basic understanding of what those things mean you can really weave those concepts into into the rocket method otherwise you know if you just do the rocket i think you know sometimes you can get too um, too like ego driven because it does like get you strong it does get you flexible it does get you powerful like pretty fast that's why it's called a rocket and i think if you don't have something to put the brake on it with to add a little humility and some grounding i think that's where the classical aspect of traditional ashtanga comes in handy where you can like there's a purpose to all of this. It's not just like executing a perfect press handstand or floating to the top of the mat or having the straightest arm, bakhasana pose or whatever. It's not about that. It's about, you know, the humility and, um, the connection to self and to others and understanding what you're, um, how you're living your habits and i think slowing down and really dissecting the moment and understanding your actions and all of those concepts are are in the sutras and you know um i think i touched on this a little bit before um uh, i've always been kind of um a rebel, rebellious kind of an outsider kind of just my own in my own like world and um i think for people like that i think the ashtanga is really good for grounding and bringing you back home to you know to something that's a little bit more um healthy and structured instead of just being like this wild child and i feel like if you just rock it all the way like you can go into that ego wild child kind of kind of thing so i think a balance of both is the best and and that's what i do i follow if you take training with david kyle he gives you this schedule you know what to do on monday what to do on tuesday what to do on wednesday like you said everybody uh, that practices the rockets doing the rocket too on wednesdays and we're at like the hump of the week um so i i feel like the grounding quality of of the ashtanga philosophy in conjunction with with the airy kind of powerful fiery rocket i think the two together really help to complement and 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 keep it a whole system a whole method um the, on, on the flip side you know if you do too much ashtanga if you drink too much of the kool-aid you know you can be in, in manju joyce um, manju joyce's words it, it can be it can become unhealthy you know people restrict their diets, you know, try to be vegan and vegetarian to such an extremity that it no, it's no longer healthy. Um, and people, you know, I must do this six-day practice where I'm floating around and every jump back and every vinyasa has to be executed to a T. Uh, and then they burn out or they get injured or they resent the practice because of, because of that. And so, you know, I mean, if, if too much of anything can always become a bad idea you know <laughs> so having both is is a really good is a really good balance and to be a good rocket teacher you have to be a good understanding of ashtanga and and to be like a light-hearted kind of soft ashtanga teacher i think you have to have some kind of vinyasa or some kind of rocket like background and outlet you know um so that's what I do. Um, my practice is, is, is different every day. Um, a a lot of days there's, there's no practice because, uh, college is kind of demanding now, um, at at times. So, um, there isn't time for a two hour lengthy, um, primary to intermediate practice. You know, there's not, I just don't have time for that in, in, I think sometimes if you're on the deep end of a Ashtanga, you can kind of, you know, beat yourself up because you're not doing this lengthy practice. And, and I was coming from a place where um, I had this really long drawn out practice and then, and then moving here and things slowed down and my time management had to shift and I had to shorten the practice. Like, you know, Sometimes I'll just do the minimum daily requirement, like 10 sun salutations, 5A, 5B, and then just sit for a moment and then, like, go get my day on, you know, because I don't have time to spend, you know, two hours, you know, doing the practice. and Sometimes 15, 30 minutes is better than trying to force a two-hour practice. Um, so every day my practice is different. It adjusts. Some days, um, you know, I don't even do yoga. I'll go and lift weights or I'll go and do calisthenics, just some body weight things. And, um, but I still take the mindset of yoga with me in all of those other um, modalities. Um, the breathing, you know, um, alignment, and you know, I try to you know, apply those yogic techniques in other exercises. Um, and i think if you're an um ashtanga practitioner or just a yoga practitioner your ability to to maneuver both worlds like you know um, from being in a gym to crossfit to pilates to whatever else that you do on the side hiking tennis i think all of i think being in having a yoga background or an outlet really does translate to all those other um sports and that's what i'm working on right now in in my degree in in sports medicine or just is trying to mesh this yogic philosophy with with um, functional training and strength and conditioning and preventative exercise and that's really what i'm working on now with this population here like what i'm doing is so much more so much less rocket-like and so much less ashtanga-like and more movement-based and resistance training but still with the openness and um sensitivity of 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 yoga you know yoga is 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 wonderful in that way that you can bring about such awareness in the body that it does translate to whatever other thing you're doing like you know bowling, tennis, I don't know, whatever, golf. And you know, it's it's really it really is cross training for life. Um and um so yeah, my practice is different every day. Um and I try to do some yoga every day now. And uh so if I don't get to it, I just don't get to it and there's always the next day. Um, but I think that's just what life is having me do right now and just like when we're in the middle of practice, you know, when you recognize that you've come off course, you know, the practice is there to show you how to get back on course. Uh, and so right now I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm sidewinding and off-roading and getting some other techniques and some tools in my belt. And under, And then, you know, when I turn the corner, who, you know, who knows what'll be there. Um, wherever I go next, and maybe it'll be, you know, the next place I go, um, will be this, this Ashtanga thing that I've been trying to establish, um, in every place that I've been, you know, cause it really does, does work. <laughs>
1: it's so good. Marcelo, you, <laughs> you just hit a couple of the questions. Like, I feel like that was the perfect answer on what your self-practice schedule, you gave us some really yeah. good insight on that and also on uh, about what you're working on, um, in terms of developing your sports medicine knowledge. And honestly, that's such an area of weakness across yeah. all of yoga in general. Like we have, yeah, we, ha- we are dealing with human bodies. We are dealing with physical, um, responses to repetitive exercises that people are doing. Yeah and and very few yogis have studied the sports medicine that you're you're working on so that's amazing and and that's a big asset to to ashtanga and and rocket because i guess you know when you're tuning into banda breath drishti yes that's the i mean that's where it's at like that gives you a lot um It it gives you a lot to work with, to modify, to determine, to get your barometer of like how you're doing. But to be a good sharer of that and to really help and assist people's bodies, (laughs) your mycerists were so wonderful. Your ability to work with um, with people in their bodies and their practices is excellent. So, um, and I know you've that that it's it's all the time that you've put in 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 addition to the knowledge and the studies that you've done, Um, but you do. Just so you know, like that where what you're saying that you want to practice yoga even outside of yoga, like you can see the connection with the other activities in your life and how that relates to yoga. Yes. Like how you said, like, you know, I'm offering a little bit to see where this takes me and what I can learn. And that's really amazing. That's good. I want to go back. Thank we you talked a little bit about Larry Schultz's philosophy. And I love that you shared the story about the practitioner that you guys found. Marty. Um, but, yeah. um, you know, how else do you experience these ideas that were shared by Larry Schultz?
0: Um, I, um, to be honest, I, uh, I, I'm really limited in what I know about Larry. Um, I, I, I just know that he was the original Rocket Yoga facilitator. Um, I know that he had like, you know, a rebellious kind of attitude. I know that he was kind of ostracized in the yoga world or in the Ashtanga world for, for flipping the sequence, you know, on its head. And, um, I know that he's completely against the, um, the physical adjusting part of the Ashtanga method. Um, I I know that, uh um he was just a big stoner (laughs) um so so I kind of live up to his his legacy in in a way (laughs) Uh, um you know I don't I don't I can't really say much about Larry because I have limited experience in that um I have I have not been around David uh, in a while so um I, I can't really say much about, about Larry other than, than, you know, you're stronger than you think. Um, that that's one of the, one of the main quotes and mottos that I try to carry this, his legacy forward. And I mean, that's, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I still want to continue my rocket training. There's so many people that I'd still like to, to, to train with. Um, I'd like to, you know, finish my 500 hours with David. When there's time, um, I'm really interested in, in hearing from you about, about um, online coaching with Carson. He's never steered me in the wrong direction and always been super supportive. Totally and,
1: worth, oh my <laughs> God, worth every ounce of energy. Lots of work. Yeah. He,
0: he, sure. will,
1: he will tell you what work to do and then you got to do it. <laughs> That's the hard part. Yeah. Well worth it. Well no, no, worth it.
0: Yeah. I know. I know he's, he's helped me so much um, this thus far, you know, so I, I I can only imagine if he took a look at what, I, where I'm at now. Um, and I think that's, that's always, um, you know, one of having someone who's, who's just walked the path a little longer. I think, you know, even though not knowing Larry and just hearing some of the stories that David would share um, what I, in a nutshell, what I can gather from that is that just having somebody who's who's walked the path a little bit longer, who can help steer you in the right direction, but like let you go through your thing, and so that you can kind of figure it out, just kind of usher you there, and then like see what happens. I think that that that's what I can and say that that Larry's legacy is what we can offer our students is is just offering this opportunity to pay attention to see what your body can do um, to work with failure to work with success um, and uh, or accomplishment or whatever you want to call it and then just see where it takes you and um it's really about awakening and i think that's the ashtanga method you know larry wanted to to share the powerful practice but you know like i said sometimes the the strict dogmatic kind of um attitude that some ashtanga teachers bring is is a turnoff and um i think lightening up and being rebellious but still having those grounding qualities is is what larry's legacy and what the racket is about is what or what what i've gained from it um is having a little bit of structure in in a, in a world of chaos and change so that we can move with it with a little bit of grace and a little bit of humor
1: (laughs) oh that's that was beautiful it's i mean i mean you you prefaced all that by saying i you know i don't have that much that was to say specifically about larry but sounds Mm -hmm. like honestly it really does resonate with everything that i've heard too and i feel like it's 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 one thing to say it. it's another thing to really bring it to life and you do that well it with with your students Aww. so i mean that's that's the idea and in that coming to life in a guide on the side kind of way like a friend kind of way like someone approaching you and being like you know like hey let's try let's try this and and it just has the ability to dismantle that that power structure that we can sometimes
0: Yeah.
1: Ashtanga, which can be so grounding but um, but which it, can but be satisfying that for
0: the right person yes yeah, yo, sure, yeah. Absolutely. yeah yeah I mean you know my my first teacher Anna or one of my first Anna and Lisa they were both very very strict they were very and I, I took that attitude with me when I went to Florida and you know it it resonated with some people but not with everybody um because I was coming from that environment where you know execute every vinyasa on the coordinated breath do the pose correctly um you know you know have this this attitude this disciplined attitude and and, and seriousness about it and you know not everybody's into that and then you know i got to florida and i, I was I was like oh my god this feels just like improv this feels this feels just like, you know, what my teacher was trying to show us, you know, and this, this softer side, this lighter side of, of of the Ashtanga, but still getting the point across. Um, So I, the rocket has really helped me, you know, soften that part of me, you know, or, or let me, let that go that you must abide by the method or you're not a yogi or whatever, you know, whatever that, you know, story is that people like to, make you believe <laughs> um so yeah that's that's so thank god for larry um because without him i mean none of this would be possible so what i can say is is just having this attitude of gratitude and thankfulness that that he facilitated this amazing practice to you know david and amber and so that they can you know share it with us so that we can keep it going and that's the whole thing of uh, it's the whole the whole legacy thing is about you know um, and you know that's parampara you know the succession of knowledge from, from teacher to student and there's that structure that give and take you know or share and receive really how I should say it um, <laughs> um, of, of what this method is about and yeah <laughs>
1: mm. oh first person to drop parampara on the podcast oh, i'm pretty stoked about that that's awesome i love you Marcelo. you just i mean that's so cool because here's like like okay when you came what i experienced was yeah this this um like excitement to have somebody who has more knowledge and background with the traditional Ashtanga. And I knew that you knew every single coordinated breath. And I recognized that you would (laughs) offer every single moment of that exact prescribed um, method. But at the same time, when you approached me, the energy that you brought was less strain. Let's be more comfortable let's try this and then okay well maybe we can try it another time you know like it just like that that playfulness that comes with it that's totally a beautiful way to share what larry was offering oh this is great okay so now you've touched a little bit on this topic but i'm interested to get in more with you on this as well um because you have so much to draw from um in mm-hmm. terms of knowing the playfulness of rocket the structure of ashtanga and also now studying sports medicine how do you feel mm-hmm. that creativity plays a role in the practice now and for you
0: um I, I i mean i really believe in doing something different every day um well i mean it's a two-parted question really i mean there's something to repetition there's, there's something to be said about the continuum of, of doing the primary until you reach a certain point and then doing the intermediate and then um, you know, building from that foundation. But then there's also something to be said about the looseness of the rocket sequence where you get everything in one and you just do your best with what you're given. Um, and then the opportunity to flip it and then do intermediate on another day and then go back to rocket one and, and then rocket two on Wednesday. And, and then maybe, you know, introducing some other kind of exercise on Thursday or taking the day off or, and then, you know, rocket three or primary on Friday. And um, just doing something just moving every day because I feel like um, when, you know, I've never um, sat at a desk um Well, let me take this back. The one time where my life was really at a low point, you know, from the outside, I had everything you know an apartment, a car, you know, a pretty good paycheck, a really good desk job um but it was the worst time of my life like I hated just sitting there and being in this. Sorry to people who have an office job. They're probably like, "Damn it, I'm just gonna go do the yoga now," <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> what I—that's exactly what I did. Like, one day, you know, I was—we were—you know—it was, we were, you know, it was about that time of year where you're getting evaluated for job performance, and your performance was like determined your raise, and you know, I was—you know—not a very good employee. <laughs> Because yeah you know, like I said, it was um, a really rough time in my life, and, and I, but I had found a yoga, and I was actually already in teacher training. Um, I had already done this transformation in my lifestyle, and I' really like, okay, I'm gonna you know be on time to work and you know try to you know really show that i'm I'm, I'm on the right path. And then to not be recognized for it. And there was this evaluation and they're like, okay, you're getting like a 10 cent raise. I'm like, what? After all this hard work and after all this stuff I'm doing, and you're going to give me a dime. Like I packed up my desk and I walked out and I never looked back. And ever since then, I'm like, I'm going to do this yoga thing full time, sink or swim. Here I go. And that's, um what I'm doing, and I so you know get up and move, find something to do every day, whatever it's one salutation or five or ten salutations, just do something, you know um, so um, that's what my sports degree really is you know just movement is really medicine for the mind and the body, and we're designed to to move and and our joints are designed to function properly and to do what their task, what their designed task is to do. And, and if you're not putting them to their full potential, then you lose it, you know? Um, and out of all the things that I'm learning, out of all the functional movement, little, you know, exercises and like these kind of stretch, you know, things that are really trendy now and like all of this stuff, like, There's always this in the back of my mind. I like take a step back from, like, that's yoga, or that's Janu Sirsasana A, or the leg does that in Janu Sirsasana C. And you know, like, it it, it just so the yoga is really powerful in that respect. Um, so I think if you have the opportunity to try yoga, to live a yogic lifestyle, to have the luxury of being able to do that, you know, I think you should share it and you know invite people to partake in it with you um because i think that's what the world needs is more connection and more um you know openness and less um illusion like less we we like our um image right and i think the yoga help to strip away what you're trying to build up Um, and if we're all like exposed and open and um, vulnerable I think that's that's a beautiful thing and the and the yoga really teaches you how to do all of that be open be vulnerable Um, and for some people it it works quite quickly and for some it it can take a while I think that's why there's so many poses is because you can you know you can rec- you can receive everything that you need by just taking like a forward bend and then you know it takes another person to you know put their leg behind their head or bend all the way backwards and grab their ankles you know to to receive the message that they need that you know they're complete they're whole or whatever you know um, so i think just get up and move every day do something different that's, that's my two cents on that. <laughs>
1: that's excellent advice. And again, it very much goes with the, with the, with the teaching of Larry Schultz to really look at, you know, the, the function of your body and not yeah. the the structure of the practice or the boundaries that are apparent, but to see that you've been able to make so many connections with the, with what you've learned in yoga to what you're learning in sports medicine is also exciting because I yeah. think it guides <sighs> all of us to understand that there is wisdom in these oh, shapes So has been wisdom. Passed down. Yeah. You can so, say more about that if you're inclined to. Yeah.
0: So much. I mean, I don't, I mean, I could, I, I mean, that just, just wanted to say that there's just so much wisdom in all these shapes. I mean, even before we knew anything about, you know, muscle length and origin and insertion and joint functionality and anything before any of that, the yogis already knew before we knew anything about like, you know, hormonal release and, you know, the physiological effects of these postures and their therapeutic effects, you know, before any of that in, 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 Western medicine, you know, the guys on the East, they had it. And, um, and we're just trying to play catch up and really solidifying what, you know, Eastern medicine and philosophy already had figured out. <laughs> um, we're just putting a more analytical spin on it. Um, but yeah, that's that.
1: It's powerful. It's powerful stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm thinking like, yeah, do you do con, have you ever thought about doing consults for yogis who want more spice medicine influence from someone who already knows Ashtanga
0: and rock? um i've never thought of that but thank you for the idea (laughs) because i I can see that
1: you know like it was i mean i i feel just for me like working with carson and then he knew he knows my practice he knows rocket so it's fluency like being able to talk to someone about something that comes from the same you know, background in terms of how they've already learned to use their body. Um, I feel like that is a specialty area because I do think that the more I'm experiencing the practice and of course, what we've always learned about Krishnamacharya um, is that, you know, these these practices were iterated on at least initially for individuals, taking them individually. So the one-on-one component of... Finding an expert or a knowledgeable person who understands exactly a person yes. who understands these advanced um, inversions that can help us translate it to our body seems yeah. to be just as valuable as going to classes. And classes are fun, and I yeah. love classes. I mean, let's keep doing classes for all. No, yeah, but also please. That, that, <laughs> that one-on-one finding someone who is further along the path that has also some knowledge that you can ask them those questions, and so I. You know, I do encourage the younger, and I don't mean younger age necessarily, but people who are just getting started with the practice to ask, ask, ask other people, how did you do it? Ask what did questions. you learn?
0: Yes. Yes. And to ask you, um,
1: <laughs> to ask Marcelo, you ask know, and ask, ask people about um, Ashtanga, if you don't know about Ashtanga, uh, you know, ask about other moves and styles. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, and what you're saying—the whole one-on-one thing—you know—to take a look at somebody's body, you know, one-on-one, but still using this yogic method. I mean, what you're saying right there is Mysore style. Um, And like I said, or like you said, Krishnamacharya—you know—you know—his his his contribution to modern yoga is Ashtanga. Um, And I think his son uh, is it uh, TKV Desikachar. Is that that's his name? Yeah. yeah Yeah. um and Vinny, his you know his contribution with Vinny yoga you know taking it as an individualized approach um and i think the ashtanga um and rocket can be or both individualized practices like you know is some people need something softer you'll just you know tone it down some people need something stronger you know you'll dial it up um so, yeah. Um, thank you for the idea. I, I'll, I'll, I'll ruminate our, yeah. on that. and, and I'll, think sign about
1: that. <laughs> I'll sign up. I'll sign up. I was just saying. That's yeah. great. Okay. Yeah. I so mean,
0: I, keep going. Yeah. Keep talking. No, no. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's really, I, I have to say about that. I have to think about that. I mean, that's what I'm doing now. I have, you know, personal training clients and you know, everybody wants, um, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, leaner, you know, um, mentality. Um, but then, you know, it, it, they're not looking at, like, hey, but does my ankle move properly? Um, how is my thoracic spine moving? You know, like, people don't think about those things. They just, you know, they just don't want, like I said, bigger, faster, stronger, leaner, like, um, right away. And, um, I'm like, you know, if you want that, do the rocket. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, that, that'll get you leaner, faster, stronger. <laughs> so yeah, in my personal training, like I try to, I try to in, introduce, um, some yoga stuff, some yoga philosophies. And I, I think uh, organically I, I'm doing what you're saying, like taking a look at people's bodies and just throwing everything that I have, um, learned so far to try and help you know because we inhabit this there's only this one vehicle this one body that we're in and um, we have to optimize it so that it runs properly you know and um, movement is is key to that movement and food and behavior and and all those things need to be in alignment and those eastern yogis those sages whomever it was that gave us this beautiful practice, um, they had it figured out. We're just now trying to catch up with all our big words and <laughs> um, um, diagnoses. And um, yeah, and so, uh, yeah.
1: That's awesome. I'm excited to see <laughs> you keep expanding in that. So, okay. Rock, uh, yeah. Okay. Rocket friend. Now you've, I'm sure you have some, <laughs> some people on your wish list. Any rocket yogis that you want to meet?
0: With, Who do I practice? look? Well, you know, I've met a lot of people. Um, I, mean, well, I shouldn't say a lot. I've met, I've met some people already that I, I've that have, you know, really blossomed in this, um, um, in the rocket, you know, like Carson, um, who's become a great, um, you know, a mentor in a way. Um, and, and David, um, you know, a lot of those people that I was, um, on that 2015 retreat with, you know, I'm still. Um, kind of intrigued by you know what they're doing, um, the, the level of their practice and, and the level of the business, the yoga business that they're running. Like you know, I and mean, of course, I'm only seeing this through social media, so it's through the lens. I mean, I don't know what's going on in reality, but from what I see from afar, it's it looks like they're you know they're they're doing well. Like I, um, Patrick, uh, who you've had the um, opportunity to work with. Um, so I, I would like to maybe hook up with Patrick uh, McLeath, um or as I say his name. I hope I didn't butcher that. Um, and uh, you know, uh, another person who also um, intrigues me is is Madi Bell. I met her um, in the uh, twenty fifteen uh, rocket training as well, and she has a solid ashtanga practice. Um, and she calls her little method off ashtanga off-roading i see her on instagram posts and like man i've got to hook up with her one day you know and she's got an amazing practice i want to know how how does she keep it up what inspires her you know um because a lot of the things that we do we do in in complete um solitude you know and sometimes it's the community aspect is, is great. I mean, group classes are great, uh, but magic happens in the group classes and magic happens in solitude. And so I just, you know, so there's, there's people like Maddie Bell and and Patrick, like how do they keep their practice running? Like um, maybe those are some other people you should interview as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Let's see um that's that's all that i can think of right now i mean i don't i i've i've been in contact with uh, manju joyce is another person who i think uh if you're an ashtanga practitioner or if you're new to ashtanga or if you're a rocket yogi looking to make that transition if you have an opportunity to train with manju um I think that that that'll give you a nice, um, a nice rounded outlook on, on this whole thing that we call yoga. Um, he was, it was so cool to train with him. He was so lighthearted. It was so like easy. It was so, um, just fun and it was just so relatable. He wasn't stuck in his, um, you know, status. Um, Another person I've worked with that I really admire and would love to work with again is Tim Feldman. Um, he's another great Ashtanga teacher. Um, uh, and uh, another person that I would love to spend more time with as well is Kino McGregor. She's a powerhouse. Um, uh, and, and of course you and Whitney and, um, and the whole crew in Las Cruces, like I would wanna go back to there. You guys were amazing um i don't know there's just so many people that i I could just keep listing like i want to make connections with everybody um i want to that's because that's what this practice is about you know connecting and um just seeing what happens being open to all possibilities
1: (laughs) yes absolutely well you gave us a lot of good follow-ups
0: yes i
1: think i think it might be worth if you don't mind telling mm-hmm. us a little bit more about who Manju is for anybody who's listening. Who oh, Manju know. Joyce.
0: Manju mm-hmm. Joyce is uh, Patabi Joyce's son. Uh, I believe Sharat Joyce's um, uncle. Um, so Sharat Joyce is now the—I um, I wouldn't know what to say—heir or guru or whatever you want to call him. He's running the Ashtanga school in uh, Mysore or Mysuru, however you call it now. Um, uh, and I even believe that they've changed the name to Sherat Joyce Ashtanga School. Um, so Manju is his uncle, um, Patabi Joyce's son. So he's been around a little bit longer than Sherat. No diss to Sherat. But <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's he is... Um, Great. He taught us so many different um, chants, um, uh, uh, pranayamas, um, you know, a diet and attitude. Like, just it was just a very well rounded adjustments, these um, really um, exact and um, but gentle adjust, physical adjustments um very effective uh and and when i another um correlation between i well from what i received with manju is um i've seen a lot of it in, like in the massage world like same kind of placement of the hands and the positioning and stuff like that so I'm like it's it's very cool how all of these um different therapies borrow from each other. So Manju is, um, Tabby Joyce's son. And if you are um, lucky enough to train with him, I would sign up now. (laughs) That's a plug for you, Manju. (laughs) That's
1: a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like you mentioned, like if people want to, they, they want to get more Ashtanga.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then um, the rocket the rocket realm, I mean, David is the guy to go to, Carson is the guy to go to. I mean, I don't really know. That's who I learned from, so I can't really um, recommend anybody else because I mean that's who you know should you know, lit the spark within me. So I think those guys are the ones that Keep If you're inter- yes. <laughs> <laughs> interested in, in, in learning, then those are the guys you should go to. Oh, oh, how could I forget? Steve Pica I would I'm I'm counting down the days I can go back to San Francisco he was so amazing his attitude his revelations on where this whole yoga thing is going one day like you know after we, we closed up the studio I just went up there just vacation um, just to hang out for the weekend oh no I think I, I think I went um twice actually once for a training with David and a weekend workshop with David, and then once just to go up there again and just to hang out and um, be around the group and just get some rocket fuel. Um, The way Stevie uh, ran the studio um, and and that's another one of Larry's legacies. You know, we were getting, um, this might be a turnoff for some people, but whatever we were getting uh, before the uh, Friday rocket three class we all went out in the back and, 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 and had a little toke before class. And, you know, again, walking into this room, I'm not part of that community. Um, I'm, I'm an outsider visiting everyone at that space. Same like little river. So encouraging, so welcoming. So just like you're here passing the joint, like passing the torch of knowledge. Like this is like, we're all here. We're all in this together. Um, I think that is. I think that's that's cool about the rocket community that there's just so much inclusiveness. Same with um, New Mexico. When I went to go visit you guys, so much welcoming, so much openness, um, so much inclusivity. That you know, that that's a beautiful byproduct of 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 the rocket practice. This openness and this connection, this connectivity you know, um, so Steve Pika is another person uh, Ashta Yoga in San Francisco is another, as another place I, I'd like to visit and, and, and continue, um, training with them or even, you know, going up there and sharing what I know with them. If that works out, if, if you listen to this Stevie, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I hope that answered your question.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I, excellent. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. And let me know when you're headed up. I'd like to join you. Yes.
0: Yes. We could um, make,
1: uh, make it a make it a double double date to Ashta
0: Yoga. Yes. And you know what? <laughs> and even even Stevie, if he listened to this, he, he wanted we wanted to do uh, you know a lot of people come to the desert for retreat, you know, to get away from the chaos of San Francisco and the chaos of Los Angeles and the chaos of San Diego, right? These are huge metropolises you know and so the desert's this little tiny this little tiny village um nestled behind a mountain that everybody comes to retreat to and i I would love to you know coordinate something like a rocket retreat or a rocket you know i don't whatever you want to call it and just get everybody here so that way there's this you know, sharing of knowledge and connectivity and just, you know, just to hang out. I mean, I've met so many cool people. um, And I'd like you all to come to me now.
1: (laughs) 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 That's going to be the opening. Just kidding. No, but that's, that's a really good call to action, Marcelo. I like it. Um, And that leads right into our, our last question. So really yes. what I want you to do here is pitch me everything about how people can get in touch with you. How can they follow you? What can they where can they take a class with you if they're in town
0: or they're oh, passing man.
1: through your area? Tell them where their area is, tell them, uh, you know, like like any information about web stalking you and or showing up to surprise you at one of your classes. Where can cool. we practice?
0: You can practice with me right now. Um, I, like I said, I mean, school has been my priority, trying to get that done quickly because time is not on my side. So I'm teaching um, a weekly Ashtanga basics class. It's, and I flip it. I I teach, you know, Bottle Rocket or I'll teach a modified Ashtanga class um, at InShape Health Club in Cathedral City, California. Um, You can come check me out there. Um, I have my private studio that is available here in my home. Um, I work really well with private clients. That's been the majority of my work since moving here. Um, I am in the process of talking with another local studio to try and get the Rocket on the schedule. So I'm gonna keep that studio name um, secret until it happens. And you can stop me on Instagram, Cello underscore Mars, and Facebook as Marcelo Martinez. My social media, um, you know, output has been kind of a little, um, it's on pause at the moment because there's, um, um, like I said, I'm I'm kind of busy with all my other, um, with my studies and don't really have a lot of time. Um, to be putting a lot of a lot of content but there's a lot of content on there you can take a look back at what I've done and I throw out some new things every now and then Um, I really like to um, you know research and refine um, the content that I put out before I present it Um, because there's a lot of content out there there's a lot of great people putting out a lot of work Um, not trying to compete with anybody but for my own, um, you know, my own peace of mind and my, my own brand—I guess you could want to say—I like to, I like to do things a little slower now and not so in the moment. I want to um, have a more refined quality, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm um, in, I'm in that process of just refining everything and restructuring, and and so. Can find me here at my home studio, and like I said, I'm um, just working on getting the rocket out in Palm Springs locally. Um, and I really would love to throw a rocket, a desert rocket retreat and get you guys to come here. So I don't have to travel anymore.) <laughs> yeah, not travel anymore. I love traveling, but um yeah, just get everybody to come here, so make it easy for me. And plus, I'd like to see all your beautiful faces. And this is a great place. Um, you know, a lot of people come here to, you know, to to take a step back from things and slow down. And it's very good for that. It's very calming. It's very soothing. The mountain is, like, literally right there. It's this giant rock you can't escape. And it's it's calming. It's very soothing. Um um and it makes you think of uh of samastitihi, you know mountain pose it's it's this giant thing to live up to and it's it's there and it's still and it's stable and i think that's what the practice is meant to do and this is a great place palm springs is a great place to to rediscover that if you're if you if you're living a busy lifestyle in a big city this is a great place to escape to and and find a little moment of, um, you know, finding your starting point again. And that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at.
1: Returning to the center of ourselves.
0: Exactly, exactly. And
1: and an invitation to come explore that where you're located. And so, Palm Springs, when I refer to you, do I say, like, Palm Springs, Coachella Valley, is it all the same thing? Does it matter if I say Uh, the area?
0: I teach around in the area. I've taught around the whole Coachella Valley um, all the way down into Indio at 24-Hour Fitness when I first moved here. Um, I taught in La Quinta, um, which is another city in the East Valley. So the whole Coachella Valley is the the geographical area. But the city that I live in, is palm springs um and it's famous you know it's history with you know movie stars and it's an international destination people are coming in and out of this place from all over so um and i've just been trying to capture anyone and anyone who's been coming through here um uh and and share the rocket and you know and it's been it's been fairly successful, you know, I was working at Urban Yoga while I was teaching the Bottle Rocket twice a week. Um, but it, you know, it's the demand in my time with school, um, it, it, I just had to pull back because I want to finish strong and um, the yoga will be there, it's always there. And so, um, yeah, right now I'm just at InShape Health Club in, Cat- in Cathedral City, which is the neighboring town, um, Rick- a couple miles from palm springs and then i teach in my home studio um and uh, now i'll be working on online content because of your um <laughs> uh your uh inspiration holly and Yay. uh um yeah i'm just i'm here and i'm um in the middle of refining everything that i'm doing and um i'll reemerge. Uh, stronger and that's what what my hope is
1: awesome that's amazing well thank you so much marcelo martinez i'm really thank you so much holly
0: i appreciate words (laughs) um do the rocket it'll get you there faster do the rocket with me do the rocket with holly find your (laughs) local rocket teacher and get out there
1: What is impossible to capture in this podcast is the ease with which someone enters a room and introduces a new practice to a group of students. When Marcelo's classes were some of the very first Mysore classes in Las Cruces, something really new and different, and we had quite a few students who were there in Ashtanga for the very first time, and he made a profound impression. And I'm excited to say that they are still showing up and practicing Ashtanga. And I think it's because what he offered and how he offered it, it wasn't focused on compliance or obedience. But instead, it was really about sharing ease and, and love and joy in the practice. It's really evident how Marcelo has been successful working with so many different types of yoga audiences through his work in Florida, California, and New Mexico. So I really look forward to seeing him share more. In fact, I highly recommend that you go stalk him now at instagram.com slash cello underscore mars. That's C-E-L-O underscore mars, M-A-R-S. Marcello's skillful blending of sports medicine, the playfulness of Rocket, The grounding of classic Ashtanga has brought light to balance and ease in our everyday activities. You know, the thing about blending and balancing dynamics in a yoga class is that it really takes a steady central force. And for me, Marcelo's case history is an insightful picture of how that can be developed. Thank you, Marcelo. And that concludes case five. Join in again next month for space case number six. Please push subscribe wherever you listen to your Rocket Yoga podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any of those places and you're also invited to support this project by rating this podcast five stars on iTunes and leaving a shout out to your special Rocket Yogi in your Apple podcast review so that I can share it here. Sponsorships are also accepted at lcyogi.com space case. Again, this is LC Yogi signing off from episode 5 of Space Case, a rocket yoga podcast.